Hey, you guys, you're going to want to listen all the way through this episode because Kelly and Adam are going to help me give me tips on how not to miss any live shows in the future. And Sharon makes Adam and I both giggle profusely with her impersonation of Tony Braxton. Can't wait to hear it again. And uh, stay tuned to see if you can be better than uh, me and Sharon at Kelly's Trivia. Enjoy the show, everyone. <laughs> 90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Well, hey, you guys, that's Kelly. Over there, you got your Adam. Hello. And I'm Sharon. You know what we're doing today, you guys? We're hitting the spice rack hard. (laughs) 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 Just wanted to show my Canadian accent there. We're hitting the spice rack hard, and actually in the most sensible way. We're also going to tell you who's got some special sauce that will weirdly be a huge seller. Uh, (laughs) Kelly's Trivia is going to teach and destroy any over-ego you might have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your 90s Rewind will take us uh, to at least a couple of movies from one of our favorite years in our favorite decade. And you know what? We have to start here because we got some terribly sad news about Matthew Perry just a few days ago. And the ripple effect of his impact is ongoing and will be for a while. So I figure we should start there. Mm-hmm. It was, it's, it's, it's surprising to his family and friends. It's surprising to his fans for sure. Um, and just heartbreaking because it seems like he'd, he'd overcome or at least got by. I don't know that you ever overcome addiction. You live with it. And, um, at this point of recording the show, we're still waiting on, on details. And I imagine we're going to be waiting for weeks. Again, about under the banner of stuff that's legitimately none of our business. Um, but the world is sad to have lost really someone that they considered their friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty uh, wild. Something that struck me immediately was, was in the, like in the hours following his passing when people like celebrities started to write notes. I yeah. was shell shocked to see certain people write about him because like again like i think hollywood is smaller than we think mm-hmm. you know um but i would i would I, I caught myself a few times going wow i didn't think he would know that person you know yeah. like and then found out that they had starred in an episode together or you know somebody guest starred or whatever and like i just completely didn't think like i, I think Alyssa milano was something that shocked me like i didn't they yeah, had done something i, I saw I that one too yeah, when they were kids. So that was a shocker for me, just how many different people he knew. And the fact that, that apparently he was like buddies with Meryl Streep, like that I did not know. Um, and then the other thing, and I think we talked about this about when Leslie Jordan passed away. Yeah. Everybody said what a nice, kind human Matthew Perry was. Like everybody. So mm-hmm. I think that's like that's um, that just is affirming, I think, to know that he really was an amazing person off screen. Yeah, it's, uh, I think from, from my angle, I was, and I remain sort of compelled that his desire, uh, when he was touring, uh, for his book last year, uh, his desire was to not be remembered first for friends. Not that he didn't want to be remembered for friends. Mm -hmm. He didn't want that to be first. He wanted the thing to, that people remember him by was, was kindness and being of service to others, which I think is an an amazing thing to to want for your own legacy. And not for nothing, he he did the work. And there was a few people that you don't even have to look too hard into how he helped people. I was reading the other day about how he had given up his home in 
in Malibu to transfer it into uh, a safe house or, or a, um, I can't think of the word in this moment, like a retreat, but to hand it over to, to use it for good. Yeah. Um, I like that everybody referred to him as the funniest guy in the room, mm-hmm. which is, I, I think, on one hand, makes complete sense. And on the other hand, I didn't read the book, but everything I've heard about the book or excerpts that I've seen uh, point to the the heaviness of the book and the sadness, which is his struggle. That's not surprising then that you want to deflect and distract by being the funniest person in the room. Yeah. I mean, it served him wonderfully in his career, certainly, and and likely with his friends, too, literal friends in real life. Um, but his legacy will be will be as a friend, I think, which is a really nice thing to to have overall friend on TV and friend uh, for those in need, which is great. Yeah, Adam. I'm still at loss for words. I haven't said anything for for, for the past five minutes. Yeah. I, I, when I saw the news, um, was it Saturday night? Yeah. I just started bawling my eyes out. I was just sitting on the couch. I was watching TV and. I took a picture, I took a selfie of like me 20 seconds after reading the news and, you know, water, waterworks, waterfalls coming out of my house, of my house, of my eyes. Um, yeah, still lost for words. I don't really know what to say. It sucks. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And the thing, big see, cloud, big cloud. And I, I watched, I don't know if you saw this, Sharon, but I, I kind of went down a bit of a rabbit hole the other night. Cause again, it was kind of like the same, it wasn't as intense for me, um, because George Michael is my man, but like, I was very, very upset about Matthew. And so I started to go down this rabbit hole on YouTube and saw an interview that he did here in Canada on CBC with Tom Power for Q. Yep. And they, they were actually in like a, like a theater in Toronto, I guess last November or early December or something like that. And there was like a mm-hmm. whole audience and. That was one of the most poignant interviews I've seen Matthew do because it was a prolonged one. It wasn't just like eight minutes on The View. Yeah. It was like 48 minutes. And it was just really interesting to watch him talk not trying to be the funny one. Like he was just literally like – I mean he was funny because he is. Of course, yeah. But it was just – so. and he actually – the only time he got emotional was when he talked about how – I think it was still in his brain like the unfairness of how – he has to deal with um, addiction, whereas the other five on Friends didn't. Right. And that's where he got emotional. And it's kind of interesting because it's like, yes, he's had to deal with that, but I don't know if he's taken into account who knows what the other ones have to go through. Because for sure, everybody has something in life, whether it's addiction or not. Yeah. But I know that, I guess it just was a really big burden for him that he had to deal with with addiction, knowing that that wasn't one of the battles they had to wage. Right. And yet, they did. Because yeah. of their commitment and friendship to him. Certainly not in the same way. Mm-hmm. But that's, uh, you, you're right. It is a raw reaction. Yeah. For sure. And I saw a clip today as of our recording that popped up. And I knew about this clip but completely forgot about it when um, Diane Sawyer was interviewing Jennifer Aniston in 2004. Yeah. And she talked about, like, you know, because at that point it was um, – you know, like I know full awareness that Matthew had a problem and had already gone through a rehab because he'd, he'd even been on Letterman and other shows talking about how he'd been through rehab. And she actually got choked up about the thought of losing him. And this was, I think, uh, he probably was maybe back in addiction at some point. There are, or I should say, like he's always in addiction, but maybe it was a struggle again. But she got teary eyed mm-hmm. saying, like, I, I can't even fathom him not being here. So I'm assuming 
she's really hit extra hard, especially because he had said in an interview when he was promoting his book last year that out of all of them, I think she checked in on him the most. Right. And I think she we strikes all know, me as that. Yeah. And I think we all know that Jennifer is like, you just know Jennifer is like, like, and there's nothing wrong with this because I'm exactly the same way, like sensitive. Like she's very sensitive. Yeah. And very. And she's the one, she's the magnet, I think, for yeah. that group of people mm-hmm. and her even bigger circle of friends. If you look closely when she got on Instagram, I mean, it almost broke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you'll, you'll hear people talk about, you know, oh, we went to this dinner and it was at Jen's. Like she's the host. Mm-hmm. She's, she's the mother of them all almost, which is really nice. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, yeah. and I find again, it, it humanizes the, uh, the experience of us watching, you know, like, they do such a good job in their acting that we do think that we know them. Mm-hmm. We do have this level of friendship with them, but that they have achieved that in their own real life, that friendship, that those relationships, I have to be happy for those people, yeah. you know, that they've done it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, what's interesting too, that I noticed, and I don't know if you guys noticed this as well, but he's one of the only people that, that has passed away. I, in a in a way where it's like, TMZ and other um, publications can't stop reporting on it. Yeah. Like, they literally can't. Like, even when Prince died, it was pretty epic for... But I don't remember it being this epic. Like, every minute, some publication has something. Even if it's nothing, even it's like... Like, I saw something today that was ridiculous, and it's like, well, folks, like, the um, homicide department of the LAPD has to investigate, like, Matthew's death. And it's like, okay, well, why are you telling this? Because apparently that's routine. Like, apparently that's just a routine thing. But it's like... Until there's nothing left to literally report on, everybody's trying to find one little nugget yeah. to report on because I think it is such a loss for so many people. And that's such a – yeah, and you want to be the first to report it. I don't think that anybody even thinks that way anymore. Oh, I saw it there first. I don't – like that. I think that shift has, yeah. has legitimately happened. And yet at the same time, the uh, that industry of, uh, you know, wanting that information, paparazzi-style – uh, stuff is fed by us. Oh yeah, it's no, fed by a, an appetite for it. So they have to exist because, in some weird way, we're feeding that weird machine. Mm-hmm. Strange. Yeah. yeah, very strange. Strange indeed. And we can only wish that um, that for all the good that he brought into our lives, that lives that um, that he was able to uh, to find some peace. And may his family and friends find the same. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's an awkward transition for sure, but usually what helps in situations I find is music, um, but also Kelly's trivia. <laughs> Let, let's give it a go. <laughs> 90s <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing. Emphasis on the bing bong. Yeah. Good one, Sharon. <laughs> it's really the bing bong that makes it all worth it. Really? True. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll start with the hard one first. So news and politics banner. And all although right. I, I feel – sorry? I missed that. I just said, all right, I'm ready. Okay. I feel I feel confident that, that I think both of you will know this one. Um, <laughs> and it's the hard one? And it's the hard one. But I, it's, it's, wow. it's on the hard card. <laughs> it's on the challenging card, but I think you're going to get this one. Uh who became prime minister after winning a landslide victory in the 1997 UK general election? Sharon? Adam. You oh, go. that was close. Adam, you're going to go. Adam, go. Uh, Elizabeth May? Nope. 
Sharon. Go, Sharon. Tony Blair. Yes, ma'am. Mm. <laughs> he was the Spice Girl uh, prime minister. <laughs> he was nice. in the time of the Spice Girls. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, and I think he was asked, wasn't he? I saw. Oh, yeah. Because he was asked to comment. Cause, so I just recently watched the Beckham doc. Have you guys watched it yet? I haven't watched Not it yet. yet. Oh, my God. So uh, so it's like four episodes, I think, of like an hour and a bit each. And I normally like I kind of binge watched it over two nights. And um, yeah, Tony Blair gets. I didn't realize how much he double hockey sticks uh, David Beckham went through when he got kicked out of the World Cup game, uh, and I can't remember what year it is. But back in the nineties, and like I knew it was rough, but I guess over here in our side of the pond in Canada, like unless you were really actively following it, I don't think you knew the hell he went through. And he went through a lot. And so there was a clip in the doc about Tony Blair being asked to comment. Imagine the prime minister of the country wow. being asked to comment on David Beckham's, like, playing and how, like, the England got kicked out of the World Cup because they didn't win the game. That's so. how much it matters to them. Yeah, it was bananas. Um, so, yeah, so here we are. This is Hobbies, Toys, and Games. Um, okay, I but like just before we go there. Yes, sir. Wait, just before we go there, I just realized in my answer of Elizabeth May, the pr- previous question was... I know it's not the right answer, but I was thinking Margaret Thatcher. That's oh, what I wanted to answer. Right. Oh, okay. That's good. Because Elizabeth May was, uh, she was the leader recent. of the, um, yeah. more recent, in, in, well, in Canada, the Green Party that didn't oh, win anything. Oh, of course. So <laughs> I was way off track. Um, That's all so, right, all right, Adam. And I, was, I wasn't even thinking Elizabeth, it sounded familiar, but I thought he's talking about the most recent um, British prime minister. Yeah, because wasn't her last name May also? I'm blanking so. now. Oh, was it Theresa May? Okay, yeah, there, we it, there we Teresa go. Theresa May. Eww. Okay, so that's the one I was talking about. Yeah. Whew. So you weren't too far off, Adam. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. See, I mean, I got it wrong correcting myself. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and just before moving on to second question, watch the Beckham doc. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so here we go. Crayola crayons were inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame in which year? Sharon. Go, Sharon. 1990. Nope. Adam. Damn it. <laughs> I was going to guess 92. Uh, both. It's so funny. Both wrong. So. Um, <laughs> That's not funny, Billy. Really. hilarious. <laughs> That's so hilarious. But I think it was like two. Two, <laughs> two weeks hilarious. ago. It was like. <laughs> I don't, can't breathe. All right. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, oh I think my. it was two weeks, two weeks ago. You both. It was like a, the answer was like 92 or 94. And you both guessed like way later in the decade. And now you did the yeah. reverse. You both guessed early oh, wow. in the decade. And the, the answer was 98. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was definitely guessing early 90s, but... Yeah, yeah. You know what's huh. funny is, like, I have to stay out of, like, stationery stores because when I see Crayola crayons, I always think I should buy them because then I'm going to, like, do some art. And, like, I never do the art, so... I love crayons. I love going to a place where there's crayons out. Like yeah. at a restaurant, you know, sometimes they have crayons for kids, but they're already on the table, so you don't have to ask for them, and then you can do it as an adult. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. Didn't they used to have what there was a restaurant in the West Island, Sharon? Oh my god, what was it called? Jack, Jack Astors. Astors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could draw on the on the on the uh the brown paper on tablecloth. Yeah. Because yeah. they used to, and they used to pull out a new tablecloth every like that that was their thing, yeah. right? They'd pull it yeah, Smart. that's amazing. Yeah. And then like as a grown up they'd bring your meal and you'd be like, But I'm not finished. Are you gonna put that on my <laughs> yeah. on my dog face? You know? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then by the end of the dinner, like like your little dog face had like mayonnaise dripping. Down. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, right, that's yeah. enough trivia. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we did okay. Yeah. Why? Because I got one. That's why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, hang on a second. I just pressed something bad on my computer here. Just let me, ma- let me make sure that we're still good to go. Oh, we're still going. That's good. Fee Perfect. you. Perfect. Um. We're going to the spice rack because I thought that that was a clever segue <laughs> earlier. Um, so we're going to talk about the Spice Girls and a deal that I personally cannot believe took this long to come to life. And it's not even coming to life yet. Yeah, It's just a pretty big rumor, but I like it. It means that there very well be, very well be? No, there may very well be. See, I'm already making it happen. <laughs> Um, a documentary on the Spice Girls. Yay! What? Come on, and a big payout for all of them too, right? Yeah, over a, a million. Well, for us, it because it's a a million pounds, so that must be yep. like one point three or one point four Canadian million Canadian. That's at least. It's like a bazillion dollars. Yeah. In Toonies. Sidebar. It's actually one one point seven. One point seven Canadian wow. dollars. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. I get you a lot of Putin up here in Canada. Yeah. And uh, 1.2 million U.S. dollars Very for our nice. friends Whoa. in the States. That's yeah. nice. That's a decent chunk of change. Yeah. But that's like um, lunch money for Victoria Beckham. Well, yeah. And interesting, the whole chain of events, you talk about the Beckham doc that she's in that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Undoubtedly. Um and that the Spice Girls thing could happen. We'll get back to the Spice Girls angle in a second, but that there's talk about there being a documentary on Victoria yep, that would herself, be which I think that would make sense. I mean, her existence outside of the of the band, the group, mm-hmm. um, took on a whole life of its own. So, yeah, well, her fashion career—I mean, like so many celebrities. Like, I think she even just posted something recently about Kim Kardashian, Kardashian wearing one of her gowns, like recently. Nice. So, yeah. um, it's uh, no, they've both managed, and that's what you'll also see in the doc. Uh, not to give away too many details, but just seeing like how David and Victoria are self-made. Yeah, yeah. hard workers. Yeah. Now, the other fun thing about the uh, chance of a documentary, it would be Netflix that that would carry it and pay out the millions to each of the spices, but that that uh, they're trying to line it up. At least the rumor mill is telling us this, and who doesn't love the rumor mill? Mm-hmm. That they would line it up with um, a performance, perhaps at Glastonbury, twenty twenty four. Yeah. Wow. So that's soon. They would have to conclude the lineup for that festival soon. Mm-hmm. So this is all going to come. Like it's going to be our Christmas gift. <laughs> when is Glastonbury happening? June. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it goes on for is it two weeks, Sharon? Three forever uh <laughs> it's it's still going now it's um, still on right now <laughs> it's at least two weeks i think because they get a, a like a the roster is amazing imagine though you've just now put something in my head of like where glassenbury is like full year round where like in between the, the big show in june like they actually have just a series of locals like playing the flute for like various times the <laughs> yeah. day or like just to are keep you here the- for glassenbury you <laughs> bet i am we all are all I've the got time. some answers. It's from June 26th to June 30th, 2024 this year. Uh, well, next year. So it's only four days. I don't know about Well, that. five days, technically. Oh, see, it yeah, just got five days. It just got... <laughs> because of my poor math. <laughs> <laughs> and my poor math. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, man. I always thought it was longer than that. 
Are you thinking, were you thinking of uh, Coachella? Because that's over two weekends, right? Yeah. But yeah, it, but it's only on the weekends. It's only on the weekends. Do they have anything yeah. in between the weekends? I don't think they no, do, No, there right? isn't. No. Ooh, no. Okay. And also there's a, a, a festival in Quebec called the Festival d'été de Québec, so the summer festival. Mm-hmm. That goes on forever. Yeah. Yeah, like, probably almost tw- 10 weeks, or 12 eh? days, yeah. Is it more? Is it more? I don't even know. My time measure I think clearly I think you're right, is Adam. poor. I think, I think it's 10 to 12 days. I think you're right. And weren't, weren't, was it this year or last year Foo Fighters were here for that, weren't they? Like uh, This past summer, yeah. Right, okay. That's why they did... Oh, the little show. Uh, Quebec, they did Ottawa, the Blues Fest in Ottawa, and then they did that pop-up 4,000-seater in Montreal that everybody lost their minds for. Yeah. I did too, but I didn't get in. And wah, it is a 12-day spe- uh, festival, 12 days. Feels longer. Sharon, how did you not get in? You're the morning host of Shome. Don't even. <laughs> I, you know what? It's fair. I tried to get tickets on my own. Everybody was asking. I didn't get. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Nothing you can do. It's already happened. Okay, Kelly, it's over. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't see Sharon there with a the little fake mustache and like in a janitor's out- outfit trying to get in <laughs> with a broom. I'm going to try that next time. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I got all the hookups, Sharon. I, I could figure out we- a little mustache for you. It's me, the janitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly you're Italian now as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, we got a special sauce alert. Let's you ready for it? Uh-oh. M&M, opened a restaurant. It's been a couple of years now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom's Spaghetti. That's real news? Well, no, it's two years old. The uh, <laughs> oh. the restaurant's two years old, but the uh, but- the spaghetti sauce is going out into the world. That's amazing. I thought that was an early April's, April's Fool's prank. Well... No. Well, if you're telling me, it has to be legit, right? Well, if I saw it on the internet, it has to be <laughs> happening. Okay, perfect. And okay. wasn't it a People People magazine interview or article? So People is usually pretty accurate. So, well, I, it all makes sense because if you know, if you can simplify a menu and make it work, and and you know, then of course you're going to sell the sauce. That aside from the fact that the name itself, mm-hmm. Mom Spaghetti, is a reference to. Him throwing up yeah. mom's spaghetti <laughs> on his shirt, right? Yeah. Before being so yeah. nervous for a performance. Yeah. That's the part I think, yeah, I got to get me some mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's sort of gross. It is. But it's totally going to kill. It's going to work. Yeah, it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's rude. <laughs> yeah. But only, only Eminem could pull this off. Yeah. More yeah. power to him. How yeah. about we <laughs> do a 90s rewind? Yay! Let's do it. How's Woo. that for a setup? <laughs> uh, we're going back to 1996, where Black Street, featuring Dr. Dre, was sure to hit it big. Why? Why was there no doubt? Because they said so in the song. No diggity. <laughs> no doubt. Yep. Uh, Tony Braxton, man, oh man, she spent the summer in our speakers with her album Secrets, that had the production fingerprints of many folks like Ellie Reed and Babyface and David Foster, who actually worked on um, the song that uh, I'm going to point out, Unbreak My Heart, which showed Tony Braxton feeling pretty low and singing <laughs> pretty low, too. Pretty low. <laughs> uh. It's like she's here. 
Speaking of Babyface, though, I know you're welcome, everybody. Speaking of Babyface, um, he did the backing vocals on Eric Clapton's Change the World, Mm -hmm. which was a huge part of the Phenomenon soundtrack from the summer of 1996. That, of course, with John Travolta and Kira Sedgwick. And also en route to uh, being in theaters was Space Jam. (laughs) And sorry, I had to. Sharon's doing a shimmy shake for audio listeners. (laughs) Um, The soundtrack, of course, gave the Quad City DJs their signature hit, Come On and Ride It, The Train. (laughs) (laughs) Come on and ride it, The Train. See, it sounds different. When you say it, it sounds lame. When you sing it, way better. Um, Heading into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, the self-titled second album, proved that the first album wasn't a fluke after all. The Tuesday Night Music Club that made Sheryl Crow such a household name, if it makes you happy, made all of us very happy. Nice. Great and you guys, time. that is your 90s Rewind. Good job, Thank Sharona. You, Sharon. Good Thank job. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Um, quick mention, just because you were doing your uh, Rewind, Sophie B. Hawkins uh, has been a recent guest on the Rosie O'Donnell podcast. Ooh. So we'll cross-promote even though Rosie doesn't cross-promote for us as of yet. (laughs) We'll send her a note. After I uh, give 50 Cent uh, a little lesson in maturity, I'll send Rosie a note. Hey, listen, you know what? We talk about yours if you could just drop a name on (laughs) ours. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was that. And then also, here's a music homework for the two of you. um, Because Sharon brought up No Diggity. There's a song that we're playing right now on on No Doubt on on Virgin uh, from uh, Dochi. And it's called What It Is. And tell me if nice. you think when you listen to it that it's like the 2023 version of No Diggity. Okay. Yeah. But like so similar, not same, not like straight up copy or anything, but like vibey, very vibe-y. similar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dochi, how do you spell Dochi? D-O-E-C-H-I-I, I think. I think there's two I's. Yeah. Why wouldn't there be? Yeah. Why wouldn't there be extra I's? Um. I feel like I get it. I do know the song. I do. I do see the resemblance. Yeah. I do see the yeah. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. We're playing Sharon. You have to listen. You, I'm sure because you listen to Virgin. I right feel left out. Like I feel like I should lie. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> song. And I just realized, uh, <laughs> looking up the lyrics, that uh, we're playing the clean version, and that's the only version I know. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, imagine then you go to the show and you're like, what? Yeah, exactly. What are you saying? <laughs> Well, they're singing a lot of a word that sounds like, oh, if you know what I mean. Don't do that for me because I have to edit this podcast. Oh. (laughs) It just, it sounds like, oh. Sheila? Who's Sheila? Oh, (laughs) Sheila. It's a song. Okay. Okay. All right, then. I don't even bore yet. I know. God. Anyways, you guys. No, you're not. You're fine. That's enough of us now. That's enough out of you and me and <laughs> yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you guys, thank you very much for finding us wherever it is that you do that. We appreciate it. Um, thank you very much for listening to 90s Now. Still happening. <laughs> <laughs>